so badly tonight worrying about that i know what's going on guys welcome back to night made it awkward podcast this is going to be episode 25 we're going to do things a little bit different because we have a kind of specific topic we're going to go over uh you know about mental health and whatnot with celebrities and even non-celebrities alike and of course i am shoki you can follow me at all the shoki and shoki reviews related things in the description down below and we do have rob aka dormammu hey what's up everybody or dad mamu mm-hmm. um and then mr mom mr mm-hmm. mom also known as hey guys i gotta go uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then of course we have ricky over here what's going on everybody he's responsible for making videos for uh nerd rage radio and apparently he got caught up on that so that's a good thing as i listened to oh i had a whole a whole thing about that Mm -hmm. so yeah i i heard uh, bobby talk about it on this week's nerd rage or last week's whichever because i was listening to them both yesterday which was a huge huge pain in the dick i don't know what happened it was like an update or something the kind master kept failing like two Mm -hmm. uploads sat there Unuploaded, and when I tried it, I couldn't even watch them on my phone where I work on that. Kept yeah. saying there was some kind of error, and I found out it's like an update they did where they give you more options for mm-hmm. like you know uh, 1080 or 1080 PI and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they added in like high definition and high definition 4K, and then there's also another section where you can do your frames per second. Yeah. Well, I had mine all set when it did the update, it changed those automatically changed them to higher rated stuff than what my phone's going to make for a little promo video. Mm. So they both failed. So, well, that would do it. Yeah. That's kind of what we were yeah. talking about with OBS. We were hoping none of the OBS yeah. settings would be fucked up after we did that. It took forever, man. Kara can tell you, I was like, I was getting pissed, dude. I was like punching the table and stuff. I was getting mad as shit. And she finally just said, Hey, what about your resolutions and stuff? And I went in there and looked and I was like, what the fuck's this 4k stuff? And I started messing with it, and I finally found the right one, and it worked, and I was able to fire them off one for this one. Good, good. Um, yeah, that is a pain in the dick. Um, but I would also recommend, you know, you have a good, you have a new computer now, so maybe. Yeah, but you can't use Kind Master on computers. I know. But I was gonna, uh, re- I was gonna recommend the software I use, which is fairly simple, you know, and it would allow you to create content on your computer. That is true, but I pay for this, and I don't want to have to go through all that, get a new one and learn it. Bullshit. Hmm. I'm lazy. It's, like it's that. probably fairly similar, except you can use your mouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Probably the only difference. And, uh, also, uh, Ricky is on the realm Hatton project on Friday nights on the realm of collectors channel. So yeah. go check that out. And I wanted to open up with reading an email because apparently totally missed it. And, uh, dis, dis- missed and dismissed it by accident. Uh, when we were going through Jay's emails or came in after we did all that. And for whatever reason, it got lumped in with things that had been read, even though I hadn't read it. So I feel bad about that. So I'm going to go over it real quick, even though we were going to do not bad. So sorry, uh, Jay, we still love you. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. Sorry. All right. So, uh, he's reading episode 23 of our podcast, and then he has the, uh, realm Hatton project episode five stuff. I already sent that to Ricky. So we'll be, uh, reading that on air. <clears throat> So our episode 23, he gave us an 8.1. Apparently he doesn't rate the extras or bonuses, just the numbered episodes. So there's that. Mm. He says, overall, a good episode. Thank you. Though apparently our most listened to and watched thing is the um, Anne Heche episode. I think it has several hundred uh, views at this point. 
um, and gained us many subscribers. So yay for that. All right. So uh, he answered a lot of questions we were talking about. So going back to when he's asking about historical models and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, he says, I was talking about German World War II models in the Plamax mm-hmm. Naked Angels line, which is based around Japanese idols slash porn stars. That's something we didn't take into consideration was nudity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no, we, I think we still say the same thing. You know, don't they don't need to be um, censored. Well, I mean, the packaging might need to be censored if it's going to be sold in stores, but that's when they can do like a black wrap or something, mm-hmm. you know? So no, we, we, we still agree on that, that anything like that should not be, uh, censored. Cause it's a slippery slope. If we say, yes, we have to censor that. Then it starts slipping down to everything. It has to start getting censored. And then something that Correct. we don't think should be censored is also going to be censored. That's how it works. You can't, you can't do partial censorship. You either fully, you're either full on censoring everything or you're not. And you leave it, it up might to the be, customer he might to be, choose not to. You might be onto something, though, because um, I'm sure there's a market somewhere for um, small plastic bars that look like pixelations that you could just put on those. They have figures. them. They have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they have them. Actually, what would be really mm-hmm. funny is if they had uh, water slides. <laughs> yes, so you, ha- you, have, uh, you have water slides that go over the boobs that are, pi- mm-hmm. that are pixelated. That would be pasties. Hilarious. No, I mean, it but literally covers saying, the whole thing. It just covers the whole thing in a pixelated the whole bar. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that'd be but hilarious. It's just, it, it should still come down to the individual. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're going to, if you're, first of all, if you're the type of parent that's buying this stuff for your nine-year-old, then you have a whole, you'll, you'll be part of the conversation we're going to be having here in a little bit. Yeah. But if it's, if it's for an adult, then it comes down to their personal choice of whether, do I, it, do I need the whole entire nip to be hanging out for me to be acceptable with this figurine or statue, or does it still look good in my display the way I want it to look with covering on stuff? I, and I, that comes down to the individual. Yeah, I would say w- within the person's owning of said thing, there should be mm-hmm. no censorship. In the mm-hmm. public display of which, especially mm-hmm. in the case of nudity, I should say specifically, mm-hmm. yes, there should be some censorship. Even Japan does that, you know, but that's also, but the thing is their call. You just don't let a kid go into your, you yeah. know, you don't let your little nephew come in and see your collection. If you have that so shit, that's set up exactly like that. right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, cause I mean, it even gets to the point where in anime, they actually, no pun intended, draw a fine line between, uh, actual boobs and, uh, just sort of silhouette boobs where they basically eliminate the nipple. And somehow that counts. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's there, you know, that's that slight censorship. So either way. Yeah. All right. Moving on. I uh, just have repro games based on what I know of copyright in the, in the copyright law in the U S sorry, this typo there, anything mm-hmm. that is no longer produced or updated by the copyright holder for 10 years is called abandonware and it's fair mm-hmm. game to anyone. No pun intended. Um, mm-hmm. So actually that's a, that's a good point. If it is consi- if they don't hold the copyright or they're not doing anything with it, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there, there's no, they, that's not even a rip. That happens that all the time. It's, that's why it's fair, it's Disney's constantly, yeah, that's, that's why Disney's constantly fighting to change that law when they're, when their time's about to come up where it would go back into what they call domain. that. Yeah. Public domain. They go and fight it to get it changed. So it's longer. It's, well, that's it's the same thing. You have to keep it active. It's why Hasbro does all the stupid name changes on figures. You might yeah. have swindle on a jet on this one. And the next line swindle will be on a Jeep because yeah. they did not keep the copyright for the jet swindle, or it might be the same exact jet. And it's swindle in this line and it's Bob from Ohio in the next one, because they forgot to update the swindle copyright. So, I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. But that's also but what just, I'm talking that's about. A is name versus, yeah. But that's also yeah. the name versus the, code 
you know, software yeah. code. So, I mean, abandoned. Well, I know a makes lot of sense. those games, they have copyrights on them. Like all of them do. It's just well, like he's saying. Well, that's why he said if they've done it nothing or, with it for yeah. 10 years, but that's probably yeah. actually, that's a good point as to why modern games have so many patches and updates constantly mm-hmm. to keep them, every time they do that, it probably updates the copyright. Their copyright. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good, that's an interesting point there. Also, we learned something. We didn't know that. And it's also, I think, one of the reasons why you get those re-releases and reissues, like uh, they're doing with the Resident Evil ones right now. By re-releasing a 25-year-old game, they've just rebooted their freaking copyright on it again. Yeah. Also, it's still that fine gray line because copy, copyright and ownership does not does not encapsulate infringement as as mm-hmm. as said and that's also actually been court cases too i think i think so. the other case is whether or not you're making money on it or just giving mm-hmm. it away yeah, there's yes. a copyright violation and a copyright infringement those are two different things yeah which is what we encounter all the time on youtube or i do that's how you get say. away with ko's and, and third party that's yeah. the difference between a ko and a third party it, well it just comes down to uh in copyright law what is fair use of the likeness image Mm-hmm. or representation of said thing you mm-hmm. know so that's where a lot of these things come in he does mention that for the fair use thing so uh right right next so he says for example pokemon red for the original game boy was discontinued somewhere between 99 and 2002 and fair game but he's unsure about the fire red so the kind of redo of it for the game boy advance mm-hmm. but now they actually have a new another redo of that recently right but it's like an updated ver- complete update version of the game though was it for the switch um is that the pokemon legends if i remember correctly something like that yeah but not as rcs so that doesn't do uh that one but they have redone it but i know they have another one coming out as ruby ruby and sapphire or something like that and i think it's meant to be another update you know so they're going red and blue it's but different of, it's their new slogan it's not got to catch them all it's got to release them all yeah re-release them all yeah uh oh and then here's what he said same game but completely different software coding so technically the original coding for the game is fair use uh, gotcha. because they didn't do anything with it so all right uh let's see here uh the e the episode rating he puts ep so i read i don't read that as episode i read that as ep like a music thing <laughs> extended play yeah exactly so the ep rating is mostly because dormammu didn't come back so you guys couldn't really talk about anything okay so rob leaving and not coming back actually gave us a lower rating even though it was an eight something so we could have had like a nine we could have had a nine my apologies my how dare you dormammu how dare me how rob, dare, how rob dare you be a good father and help your wife with your children and take them out and do fun stuff you piece of shit you costed <laughs> us a perfect rating you we could have had a perfect rating if not for your kids I know what I'm getting you for Father's Day—a bag of shit. I was gonna oh. say, I was gonna say a leash and a long pole. Um, <laughs> so um, well, anyway, I'll be sure to remind my children in two years of this. That that out of all these emails, that's probably one of my favorite reasonings he's ever put on. That is pretty funny, over. actually. <laughs> but I do, appre- I do appreciate, I do appreciate the context, Jay. Sorry, yeah. very sorry. So he does have it. He has an explanation for the languages. Uh, mm-hmm. from that other email it said the opening line of the email from episode 20 is in yiddish chinese german italian and german i guess he was saying in order i told yiddish. you one of them sounded like hebrew i yeah. fucking told you nice. yeah we, i mean we, we pieced it mm-hmm. together okay so yeah. in Eng- in english it says peace be to you and hello asshole uh, <laughs> hold on and then he says hold on what he says is hello asshole i guess he's talking to me uh, fucker talking to you and sir mike uh so he he didn't give mike a bad a bad thing 
Um, of course, going way back then, Canadian's Mike was still stick around. Together, he sounds like a Canadian. I don't care where he he's not Canadian. I know he's like I forget where he said. I forgot where he said he's from, but yes, it's it's Midwest somewhere. Somewhere. All right, so That's I speak just Canada. Okay, so uh, I speak English. Shoki says some dickhead remark. I, I mean, <laughs> why would I say anything about you speaking English? Um, I think he's saying that that's why he did it in a foreign language, just so you wouldn't make a dickheaded remark. No, no, this is what he says. So I'll say, I speak English. Shoki says some dickhead remark. Nippon, a.k.a. Japanese, because of subbed anime. Italian, because of Assassin's Creed. So he speaks Italian because of Assassin's Creed. Interesting. Nice. Uh, I can get by... I had a friend who completely learned Japanese and taught himself Japanese and, and reading and writing it strictly because oh. of animes when we were yeah. kids. Yeah. Sorry, I was having a hard time understanding a sentence until I... I got past this one section. It's like, I can get by one, another four and understand another nine. He said he can get by, he can get by. I know what he means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I think there's a word missing there. Uh, Mostly by watching sub shows. Makes sense. All right. Then the whole realm hat and project stuff. So skipping down to the bottom because he does address other things. So apparently he's not just writing in about this show and run home realm hat and project. He's writing in about other other channels as well so just yeah this is one reason why i said is like it's one thing if you want to talk to us and ask us questions about this show but it's kind of you know it's branching out potentially a little far i think we've we've actually nailed it down remember like his very first one is he was asking us about firing up his own review channel and stuff and Mm -hmm. he was talking about cars this and 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 tools that and figures and this that and i think he should make a review channels about review channels because it seems like he's pretty much nailing that down <laughs> well what's really funny is i do that actually on on my other channel <laughs> we actually that when on 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 home friday lives the last thing we do is we react to someone reacting to home free for the first time mm-hmm. which is the group that we normally you know focus on so like mm-hmm. we go to see someone else's reaction but i'm not there to watch that music video i'm there to judge their reaction and talk about it so, you know, that is part of what I do in the first place. So the we, we call it reacception. So um, what he's actually saying here. So he says to 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 I'm gonna call it. You have too much free time. That's what I'll call that shit. Rehabception. You know, people enjoy it, though. <laughs> OK, so uh, IDH TMS and other channels. So he says I uh, need to react to more of the worst reactor ever. No, I'm not doing that. That guy was terrible. Uh, best reaction I've ever seen from you next to Will's Lady Gaga cover request. Fuck you, Will for making me do that. Um, if you hadn't watched the channel, you wouldn't know. And he wants more vlogs and Nerf guns, please. I, I can only do so much. Um, so that's regard to the Shoki channels. And he says, the best of Shoki reviews is coming in two months. Just remember, you have a podcast and two live streams to do every week as well. I don't, I don't know what he's... I, get, I don't know if he's referring to Double October. I don't know what he means by that. I it's think like, that's what he's talking about. The the one you were you mentioned the one time about how you do it every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just did a live stream last night actually about the the announcement for Double October this year, and then he, he has, has a, a friendly reminders. Don't forget that's coming, even though you're already doing all this other shit now. Believe me, I'm aware. I have to work out the plan of my uh, construction. So I actually, for that I actually put out a spreadsheet of uh, all the models I'm building the order I'm going to build them, the order I'm going to review them and the status of said thing so that I know where it's at. So that I I'm can... still trying to figure out which Gundam I want to pop my cherry with for my fake, my collection. Don't know. There's so many, 
literally. No, I know which so I know many. which one I want. It's the one from Iron Blooded Orphans, but I'm saying which like they're all that one fifty second, one seventy second, one one hundredth, one this, one that. Paint it, don't paint it. You know, no, snap there's only together, glue together, like all this crazy shit. Dude. Well, the fact that they're re-releasing all the IBO kits in HG right now would be a perfect time to get in on that. So, and they're available at Target. So you could probably go to Target and get them. I know you have so your I one. You, I need you to send me a link because you'll know more of what I'm looking for than what I. Than or just I or, or just order from USA Gundam Store. That's right there in Florida. You get it in one day. So uh, cool. let's see. And he says something in Japanese, which thank God. Well, actually, he didn't translate. He translated it, but not to English. He just uh, put it there in English letters. So transliteration. Yeah. Yeah. So podcast yasto no sugi no episodo made. Anata waima sore o gikko chinaku shima shima shinta. So I think part of that is uh He said episode. Nailed it. Yeah, he said I that. speak Japanese, y'all. No, I think uh because I have translate <laughs> Oh, you know what it is? I, I actually completely recognize it because that's the uh Japanese for now you made it awkward podcast. Mm-hmm. Which I'm literally looking at right here on the screen because I did actually put it up here. <laughs> so it's funny once once I saw the the actual kanji, I was like, oh. That's the Now You Made It Awkward podcast. So that's funny. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, podcast. Pod. Podokyasuto. Um, I don't know if that's actually how you say that. That might be one of those words it's that there rough, is no direct it's, it's translation. A, yeah, well, the funny thing is, there is a, a there is a word, quote unquote, word for it. Yeah. So it literally says, until the next episode of the podcast, you've made it awkward now. So you got the, mm-hmm. the now is somehow in the wrong spot there. But yeah, it's funny that I recognized that. I was like, hey, that says now. And then I looked, I was like, oh, that's You Made It Awkward Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, let me see here because I have it in. So this is how you would is say Is that it. the end of his email? Yes, but hold on. Let me play play the Japanese since I butchered it. So hold on. Ah, Gikochinaku. That's how that said. Okay. There we go. So we're just we'll just add that to the end of the podcast from now on. That's how we'll close it in Japanese. Nope. Just kidding. All right. But the funny thing is, because of the way I've made the logo, mm-hmm. I I did take that almost that exact translation, but where I broke it to make it fit the actual logo, completely fucked up the translation. Except for podcast. Podcast is actually pretty pretty simple, uh, straightforward. So it's actually funny that he he sent that in there. So the reason why, if you look at the logo here on the screen, uh, it looks different to what Jay potentially sent in is because I had to alter that. And actually, I believe this is actually the wrong one. Now that I'm looking at it, I think it is <laughs> that. So ironically, I'm using the wrong one on the screen. That's the one that's actually broken. That's funny. All right. Actually, I'm going to fix it midstream. You guys will see this, this. is how we podcast y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, hold on in real time in the episode, you guys will see it change. You can, you can listen to him talk about what he sees on his computer. Yeah. No, the thing is look boom, right there. It just changed. And so this is actually the correct. Oh, so one. we're live. We're on that premiere thing or whatever. No, no, no. We're not on premiere thing. So I'm saying right now I just changed it on the screen. So they would have seen it in real time in the recording. Me change the logo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So this is actually the correct one if you split it up. So like if you have it as one long sentence, now you made it awkward podcast, it will look a certain way. Or at least the now you made it awkward is a very specific set of kanji if it's one long sentence. But I have it split into now you made it and the, or now you made. And then the bottom says 
it awkward, more or less. You know, the it is kind of iffy. So just funny that he brings that up. So either way, now that we're done with that, and we hope that you guys will write in to the now you made it awkward mail at gmail.com, or as we kind of expressed to Jay, realistically, you can leave comments on individual videos if you don't feel like it. That will also help with our algorithm. You guys commenting on the YouTube videos or even on the uh, podcast, wherever they might be, you know, Apple or whatever, will help us in the algorithm. So sending an email is great, but it doesn't build the algorithm. Having the interaction and engagement on the individual videos really does help boost it. So just so you know, sometimes you plus sometimes we watch and we'll live comment. So exactly. So I've done a few live premieres with it. And uh, if we're all available, we can be in the chat. I premiered one the other day and forgot and work was really busy. So like an hour in, I finally joined the chat, <laughs> but nobody was there. Uh, Christine joined in eventually. So uh, yeah, it now came that, out while I was at work, so I couldn't even get in there. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. So uh, with that, we're going to roll into our main discussion today. And uh, we're going to start with um, Ezra Miller again. Technically, we're just going to mention Ezra Miller and then move on because we've, we've talked about it. He's still a mess. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, hopefully he's not being a mess anymore. Hopefully he will be fixing his messiness as it is. So, um, we've talked about Ezra Miller at fair length, realistically throughout here. And I think we've done a whole discussion about, uh, relationships and mental illness problems before, like many episodes ago in Hollywood talking about the Jada and Will Smith problems and then other people like that, you know, just seem to have that problem and it does seem that hollywood actors and like just mainstream celebrities have had a history of mental illness kind of in general but it seems like it's getting worse and worse and it's becoming more and more in the public eye so kind of want to talk about that and then the effects thereof and then how some people are dealing with it and then even to a degree how smaller creators uh, are also suffering, not just huge, massive celebrities who've been around forever. Um, and, you know, with Ezra basically coming out very recently and saying, look, I realize after all of these things I've been doing publicly, I need some fucking help. And saying they have uh, complex mental health issues, which happy to hear it. Literally not just saying, no, nah, it's everyone else's fault. No, no, wait, I think I actually have some real first step to solving your problem is admitting you have one. And he's, he's loudly admitting that he has one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now the, the main hope with this is that he does legitimately get help and isn't just you using it as a PR fix because he's obviously got some extremely negative PR lately. Um, so hopefully he's truly getting help in whatever it is that actually needs to be dealt with, whether it's drugs, alcohol, actual, uh, true mental illness, whatever it might be. Cause there's a laundry list of things that are wrong with people in Hollywood. Not just but those things don't, don't automatically, you know, disconnect from each other because drug and alcohol or mental oh, health yeah, issues, yeah. it could be, he has mental health issues and the drug and alcohol is making it worse or exacerbating the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it can be a combo therein, mm-hmm. or it can be, cause some people literally just quit drugs and quit alcohol and, got clean i'm straight and some people have the mental health issues whatever it might be whether it's anxiety bipolar uh borderline personality problems anything like that and then they seek drugs and alcohol to treat themselves and it just like you said exacerbates the problem and then they're also living in the public eye which throws in public scrutiny 
along with, and that just leads to anxiety and God knows what else, you know. And, and if I can just say something really quick about this, and this is not for celebrities, but for anybody in general, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do was kind of look up beforehand, like what resources are available. And so um, two things that come to mind. First is um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, mm -hmm. um, which um, is an 800 hotline. Um, so it's 1-800-950-6264 in the United States. Um, the National Alliance basically uh, can provide help and support. Um, information on what to do in an emergency. The other thing was something that was recently instituted, which is um, just like we have 911 for emergencies, is uh, 988, um, which is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you or somebody that you know um, is distressed or needs help, um, 988 is a nationally uh, instituted helpline that is in place that, was, um, that started uh, earlier this year. Um, but it is basically uh, a helpline and somebody to talk to 24-7-365. Yeah. And, and before uh, we get too far, Shoki, too, I want to say this now is anybody listening, none of us are professionals. None of us are psychologists or psychiatrists. Um, we are talking spe specifically from our own point of view, looking at stuff from the outside. Some and, of us have our, our own, own personal experiences, issues. Yeah. Yep. Some of us have our own issues and stuff that we've worked with. So it does help change how we look at things and talk about things. Um, and I'm going to speak strictly for myself. My way of dealing with stuff is humor. So if I do any dark jokes or off color jokes, it's my way of handling a very deep conversation we're about to have. So don't take it personal and don't think that I don't think it's important. It's just how my brain handles that stuff. Cause yeah. I do it personally at my own expense too. So. Yeah, that good. That that kind of goes for me too. And I, I will say that after this episode, I'm going to do kind of a uh, a personal monologue. You know, after the three of us, you know, go off on our own ways because there's some stuff that I want to talk about specifically that you know I just want to put out there in addendum to this. So I'm going to do that as well because it came up in a conversation uh, with Bobby yesterday because of something that was said on Nerd Rage. But I don't want to go too far into it here. I want to focus on on you know what's what's going on here first and then we'll we can boil it down to our own personal things later you know as we get down to it so i will be i will be doing that later on my own accord so if you see another episode pop up yeah that's what's going to happen so <clears throat> but yes you're correct rob on the uh helplines and stuff like that and there's also i know a lot of people plug it not a sponsor here by any means but we've seen before uh better help online is therapy and stuff like that so you know you can deal with that i would say i would suggest looking that up if you don't you know it's it's similar to these kind of hotlines and stuff like that but it's licensed therapists and stuff like that you know it does cost a little bit but if you if you feel like you might need some therapy to work some stuff out not just like an emergency kind of crisis thing that could be some that could be a resource to you as well all right so uh let's lead off here realistically so obviously talking about ezra miller big deal there but there's a, a laundry list, like literally, of, of celebrities who have had an enormous, uh, oh, sorry, there's an enormous list of celebrities who have definitely had mental illnesses in so many ways. Uh, just for instance, you know, just reading off here, we got some, we got Joe Jonas, we've got Camilla Cabello, Kyle, or Kendall Jenner, I almost said, almost said Kylie, but oddly enough, no. 
Um, let's see here. Lizzo, uh, you know, Grammy award winning, I believe, or MTV award winning. Uh, see. Oh, Grammy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she won the Grammy or not. Amy Schumer has definitely come out in the past. Comedian actress Amy Schumer. And I will say, based on just this list, there's a lot of females, not to negate some of the stuff that males have gone through. Let's see, like uh, Machine Gun I Kelly. I think that falls under, I think that falls under more men as as a whole again we're generalizing but men as a whole don't talk about their issues as much it's it's a it's a it's a fact that people understand yeah that like even my wife will tell you me personally she sneezes too hard i'm like let's go to doctors my foot's falling off and i'm like yeah i'm good just throw a little band-aid on it yeah like we're very so we're very much we want to keep our business to ourselves we don't share it with other fucking people Mm -hmm. And it takes a massive emergency. Like, okay, so now my foot's not falling off. Now my whole leg's falling off. Okay, fine. I guess we'll go see a doctor. We'll go talk about it now. Yep. So actually, just real quick, since I mentioned uh, MGK, one thing he's talked about right here is how um, basically he puts on a public public smile when really he's got Mm -hmm. a lot of negative shit running through his head, you know, posing and smiling for pictures and stuff like that and just always hiding the things that are really wrong, like you were just talking about, you know. Mm Mm-hmm uh will poulter definitely had some issues and what what's really interesting about this list is it's uh during slash post covid and a lot of people are talking about a lot of the stress and anxiety around especially in hollywood around coronavirus and filming getting shut down obviously the concept of getting sick would be a problem but also in some ways a lot of actors and directors have talked about this what happens when your whole shoot gets shut down because somebody got it you know and they have to shut down filming for two weeks got to keep everybody separated we got to do all this that and the other and a lot of people did crack under that pressure you know um i mean tom cruise you know famously kind of got in trouble for yelling at some people for sitting too close together mask on yeah yeah well they were sitting too close together i don't even think it was that they weren't masked so they're both they're sharing one computer they're sharing one computer to look at what was just filmed and he yelled at them and threatened to fire them if they're going to do that again for which that doesn't reason. make sense because his alien overlord should be keeping everybody safe <clears throat> this is also COVID true anyways that's actually very true yeah. um and, and of course like, it's kind of like he doesn't actually believe the stuff that they tell <laughs> that's true that's true uh one thing that seems to truly be in here that i'm seeing over and over again i could probably control f this and see how many times it pops up in this one article is just anxiety like there's almost like a general anxiety disorder that just exists across Hollywood. You know, it's well, just when like, you live, like literally all of us, look, we're sitting here talking about these people's personal information. Like in reality, they have laws, the HIPAA laws in place so that you're, you're the, the nurse who walks in to take care of you is not allowed to ask what's wrong with you that you'd already talked about a doctor to, unless you willingly give them that information because mm-hmm. there's laws in place and they're not allowed to ask you. So these people live, we're sitting here, we're reading about their psychological issues. We're talking about what's wrong with them mentally and sometimes even emotionally and physically and stuff. They have zero, zero capability of having personal information to themselves. We talked about Will Smith and Jada Smith before. They they had a, the whole entire implosion of their marriage with the freaking cheating and the this, that. And we all watched it like it was just a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. I would have it, anxiety it becomes, if everybody was in my business all the time. Right? Break but, and, you, and, and you've made a, you, you made this as a point um, before, too, where in, in this case where it's like, you know, these people, they, they are in the public spotlight. Sometimes they choose to do this because that's their form of 
I guess activism or at least speaking speaking yeah. in a way that they you know they're trying to use they, their they make they're trying to use their popularity to, to make yeah. it their public. platform yeah correct and that's, that's a good correct. that's a good way to put it too because some of them like you said you know or uh, somebody we're going to talk about later they also champion uh, organizations that help people deal with this situation mm-hmm. not just say hey look I went through this and they make it all about them they say I went through this here's how you can get help if you feel this way too. You know, so that's, uh, actually, that's when they change it from I when they change it from I went through this to we are going through this. Mm-hmm. That's when they change how much I which, actually pay attention to which what they're act- saying. Because when, go ahead, yeah, because then they're not separating themselves. They're yes. they're making it realize that we're all the same. Like and, and, yeah, at that point, when 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 actors, you can tell when an actor is talking genuinely. To me, is when they they make an inclusive statement, not a separating themselves out statement. I. I deal with bipolar is not the same as we deal with bipolar. You know what I mean? Well, I would think that in that case, there's actually some, uh, there's an accidental pun to what you just said. Um, I don't deal with bipolar. We deal with bipolar. Nine out of the 10 voices in my head say I'm not crazy. So I'm good. It's like, I don't have DID. (laughs) We do. Um, You're you're correct. And that that's part that's partially where though where i feel like and like you said shoki a lot of this is anxiety and i you know i've had somebody explain this to me before where anxiety is this frame it can sometimes be this frame where things just literally will not turn off Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you're just functioning at full 100 percent plus all the time Mm -hmm. and so this i I think um and, and and Ricky, you mentioned this before where, you know, these people, they get into their actors because they mm-hmm. have, they have this higher functioning out of this. Mm-hmm. And, but it, again, you're what they're, they're the type of work that they're doing, whatever it might be um, to act these roles, to do these things is, can be highly stressful because they are trying yeah. to give their best to a role at somebody else's asking them to portray. Yeah. And we'll, like, co- we'll cover that a little bit more. Perfect example would be Heath Ledger. Perfect example would be yeah. Heath Ledger. We'll, we'll, talk about, in, we'll talk about that just a little bit more in depth on mm-hmm. the next next chunk of this, because that is actually mm-hmm. the whole article coming up. Uh, but before we, before we lose this thought, realistically, I want to mm-hmm. read this quote from Olivia Rodrigo, you know, singer mm-hmm. and uh, actress, so to speak. Um, so this is, this is really interesting how she, how she puts this. So I'm taking fame in brackets one step at a time. The High School Musical, the musical uh, series. That's so weird. So they took the High School Musical movies and made them into a series and gave it an even more complicated title. High School Musical, the musical. Yeah, the series. The series. Yeah, exactly. So that's a a funny thing. It can be really tough on your mental health, though. I'm grateful for the people who like me for me and keep me separated from all the noise and tabloids of what people are saying about me on social media. That always has been a top priority. It's funny how recognition changes everything and also changes nothing in your life. The problems I was having a year ago are still the problems I'm having now. The things that brought me joy a year ago are still things bring me joy now. It's just another aspect of life that you need to learn how to deal with, but it doesn't change who you are as a person. And that's a very positive way to think about that because that was kind of the whole point we talked about it with Ezra and potentially some of these other people where the fame and recognition has broken them in a way because they try to I don't know maybe live up to the things that are said about them or they're trying to fight so hard against the things said about them that they end up losing who they are or forgetting who they are in the process 
I think it might be something more like let's just make the assumption. Let's let's use Ezra just because it's been the most recent and most everywhere everybody's talked about it. And we're gonna make assumptions. Um, but if we assume that he had pre existing mental conditions, um he might have already had they might have already had thoughts about themselves not being decent people. Like they already like man we suck we're garbage we're trash they already have these preconceived notions about themselves and then they turn on the news and the news is saying oh my god look at these pieces of trash and look at how they're acting so now their 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 mistaken thoughts about themselves are now being being justified by everybody else outside of them yeah the the, the internal thoughts have become external yeah, yeah and it's like like when people get down are in there a friend of yours the first thing you're going to do to them is hey shoki man don't beat yourself up dude you're doing fine it's this this and this. you say positive things to try to offset the dark thoughts that they're having well sometimes in, it can be dismissive yeah yeah and yeah. in ezra's case he already had the dark thoughts and then you turn on the news and here's the entire fucking world telling you that all those things you thought are true and they're worse than what you actually thought of yourself i can't imagine the amount that that would just devastate somebody who has a pre-existing mental condition the other I, I can't i think the other leg of that could also be if there is one a pre-existing condition whatever it might be mm-hmm. that you suffer from a delusion that you don't have that and then the more people tell you you do you end up resisting mm-hmm. it and making things far worse mm-hmm. like no i'm not like that i'm perfectly fucking normal stop excusing who i am for what you mm-hmm. want me to be but in fact you have an actual problem and like you said earlier, recognizing that you have the actual problem is the first step to hopefully. It's the very it. first step. You it's know. the very first step. Cause if you don't think there's an issue, you're never going to work to fix it. Yeah. And Wh- whether it's alcoholism, drug use or mental illness, let's, let's talk real personal. Now, this is me talking personally about my life real quick on this subject is I had a cousin. Um, she was very hard into drugs, like really, really hard into drugs. Um, two kids. She went to jail. She went to jail first and the kids got put into like a temporary housing, you know, with a family until she got back out. Well, then she went to jail again. They went back to the same family and it kept going back and forth like this until it escalated to prison and longer prison terms and yada to the point where eventually the courts completely removed her uh, maternal rights to the kids. Like yeah. she was never allowed to get them back. They're adults now, but they were kids then. Um, every single time that she went, the judge told her, you have to do rehab. You have to go to these classes while you're in there. You have to clean yourself up. And every single time she swore she was going to change. And I'm using just a personal for my family, but it happens all the time. People go to court and you go to jail. The first thought is you're going to clean up because you're in jail. No, these are people that will literally do drugs that are snuck up somebody's ass into prison because they're not quitting because they want to quit. They're not quitting because they think there's something wrong. They're quitting because they're being forced to. And they will always relapse every single time yeah addiction is addiction is an insanely hard thing and i've i've had in my life known people personal and friends who have had to deal with it and it's an addiction addiction in and of itself is mental illness yep like it is it, it is a mental illness and whether that is represented by just you know drugs for instance you know Mm -hmm. or alcoholism where it's a substance abuse problem or whether you have ten thousand toys 
in your house. You know, sometimes addiction is just addiction. It's just there's levels, you know, as it goes. Ooh, I dodged both those bullets. <laughs> just because you don't have 10,000. That's um, right. <laughs> some, some people have a fan's toys addiction. Um, some, but some, a lot some of times people have only fans addiction. I mean, it's, well, that's it's also true. true. <laughs> um, some, some people, and, and that, that rolls into some of the social media aspects that we'll talk about later yep. where people just straight up have the social media addiction, which also leads to a lot of extra anxiety and a lot of other things where they either need that. They either feel the pressure from the outside to either feed into it or be a part of it or have it respond to them. And if they don't get that, then it turns into even more anxiety about why is it this? Why is it this? You know, and there's good God. There's so many reasons why there's so much mental illness in current society. And, you know, I'm not saying there's any one cause. Some of it's just over medication. Some of it's a lack of medication. Some of it's the things we're exposed to, you know, Mm -hmm. on the news, on the internet, in real life, sometimes it's fear mongering, you know, in, in the broader, the broader term and everybody just yeah. suddenly, that, that's the thing. Like when I was talking about with COVID earlier and the last two years in Hollywood, so much of that anxiety comes down to the actors, you know, like, do, I don't want to be this person who gets this fucked up. And I've heard this from many different people on, on different interviews and podcasts. Um, and then some people were like, look, we're going to fucking do this. Like we can be scared or we can be safe. You know, yeah. we can we can do this right without giving in to the fear and have a much more relaxing shoot. And if shit happens, shit happens. We don't need people to we don't need to beat people down to make sure this is safe. We can do this the right way in some cases, you know, just the way you handle it. And that's one one of the things we're talking about with this with actors and, and, and uh, musicians and the like artists. We'll just say artists in general. You know, it's like, yeah, people in the spotlight, it's like, how have you dealt with the external stimuli that may be the cause of your anxiety or depression? Depression is the other major word in these articles. And like, there's, there's, I feel sad about stuff. And then there's depression and like there, there's a a marked difference between the two. Um, because like in, in my own experience with depression, it's like there's no real way to be happy without some help. If you're just sad about stuff, you have a you generally will have a way out of things. You know, if you have anxiety on top of depression, the whole world feels like it's crumbling and the more shit goes wrong, the worse it gets for you and every little step forward can maybe not even feel like a step forward most days and you know, so so many things can uh cause the cause the uh, house of cards to crumble you know that kind of thing so that's a big thing it's definitely it's a hole it feels like a hole and it feels like a hole where you're you're just kind of sinking and you don't know what to do you're Mm -hmm. just there just doesn't seem to be a a way to get out of it yeah you're just like what is the point what am i what what am i even doing yeah Um, and yes and so much of it in here that I'm reading, just going through this, like I got an antidepressants and it definitely helped me and I got out of it. But just be known that there is a large case study about antidepressants where they don't make things better. They, they can in the short run, 
And sometimes it's the kick in the pants you need realistically. And then you can steer your way out with other therapies and things like that. But there's a lot of people who just get stuck on antidepressants and their life just gets worse and worse. And there's clinical reasons for that. So there's, there's two patterns to the thought, to the thought process of, of treating that. And one is medication, Mm -hmm. which is what everybody thinks is, is going to cure everything. And it, that's not, that's not always the case. Sometimes that is, but that's only like a 50, 50. Yeah. There is actual conversation, talking, having a discussion with somebody who is either, who's a licensed clinical therapist who can actually talk about the problem or even just finding ways to identify what the problem is, because that's so often what happens. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of these, these actors and people in the spotlight find themselves. They don't have a moment to do that. They don't have that moment. (laughs) I I have the ability to go talk to somebody about this because they're like, if I go talk to somebody about this then everybody will know my business. It'll get out on TMZ. Correct. Yes. It's and, very, it's very, I mean, you, you think it's, uh, I mean, uh, not to, not to minimize it, but it's hard enough to find licensed therapists that are of quality Yes. Um, because there is a shortage and, and, and this has been discussed um, before by several on several mediums, including um, John Oliver has discussed it where quality mm-hmm. therapy is hard um, and it's hard to find because there's not enough licensed um, therapists, certainly within certain areas and certain in certain ge- geographies. Yeah. But also because um, it's it's these people in particular where they're they're in a, such a, a, a limelight. It's hard for them to find somebody that's going to be private. Well, well, in theory, in theory, they should always be be a thing. Right. So, well, I will say in that case, when we talked about better help, you know, it's an online thing. So you don't have to have somebody near you. And the, and one to your point about, uh, finding the right, you know, there's finding the right therapist for you and your situation also matters because they're not all equal. Some people will be better at recognizing things within your own personality that they will be able to work with. Other people will have a straightforward methodology that you end up resisting, you know, not because they're bad, but because it doesn't work for you. And a lot of people give up on therapy because it doesn't work for them because that therapist didn't work for them. So sometimes you got to shop around. And I think with, with, that's exactly right. Yes. With not, having, every, not every shoe is for every foot. Sometimes exactly. Gotta, exactly. Yeah. And even if it's the same size shoe, doesn't mean it mm-hmm. fits your foot the same. So, yep. you know, so that is, that is definitely an important thing. And there are such things as Hollywood therapists, you know, people who've definitely, um, specify one, well, no, 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 that's not <laughs> what I meant. I meant like they're there specifically to help actors deal with the stresses of acting, gotcha. Gotcha. which, which like leads into having no personal space and well, everybody yeah. being in your shit. But I was trying to segue <laughs> into why is it and how is it that acting uh, can put so much stress on these people. Um, and if Rob, if you would like to lead off with that conversation. So one of the, one of the articles that, that we had, we were discussing was in regards to in order for these actors and, and Ricky brought this up like Heath Ledger, where you are portraying a certain type of character or you're trying to portray um, any character in a role where it's vastly different or even potentially triggering to your own 
personal um, situations, but you're still taking this on. Um, these actors, you know, they, they there are there is definitely two two approaches to um, to acting. The first is basically just doing the role in which you're set, and the other is, of course, you know, everybody's heard of method acting, but I don't think everybody quite identifies what that is, what that entails. Method acting, which is the type of acting that like actors like Joaquin Phoenix do, or um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Um, what's what's Heath... his name? The one who was super famous for it, um, who just who right. retired. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, played Lincoln. Oh, oh, Daniel yeah, Day. Daniel Day Lewis is probably the yeah. probably the most uh, relevant, famous, uh, very much so, method yes. actor where he literally lives the part he'll he'll eat the diet of the person he's acting to right. to really get there and, and yeah, that is that is literally the definition of method acting you are getting into the you become the role and you yeah. become the role you become that person that you're attempting to emulate and so that the the trauma behind that it does create a form of ptsd in a fashion where you're acting upon this person that could potentially have been that that their story may be one of emotional mental distress whatever the case might be whether or well, not it is realistic well, or non-realistic for, for instance and you're taking that on yeah for instance getting into the mindset of a serial killer or someone right. who commits suicide in their particular role you know to get into the mental space of somebody who would be able to do that could easily affect you if you are one of these fairly in-depth actors and you know like you're talking about essentially there's some who can just leave things at a shallow level but get through the role no problem and it doesn't get internalized and then we have the truly method actors who they internalize it completely and transform themselves to become the role it and is one of the reasons why some of these studio houses have started to move more towards having an actual psychologist on staff mm-hmm for these for these films to make sure that they these actors stay in the bright mindset but there's there's a lot of instances and this is what this article is going through um talking about how sometimes they these folks don't get advised or um they don't they don't discuss it and then it winds up turning their personal lives into something more they uh, they forget to um what what do the articles say? Basically, and, de- and, well, they they forget and, to de-roll. De-roll would be. Right, yeah. So I will bring up, for instance, Anthony Starr from The Boys. He's mm-hmm. encapsulating a little too much of Homelander in his personal life, and a lot of people are bringing that out. Like, it's yeah. almost... And, and, for instance, in this article, it is showing stage actors, for instance. So say you're playing a role on TV or a movie where you spend a few days a week or maybe just a couple months playing that role and you're out, right? With a stage with a stage performance, you might be playing that character in that role for years. Night after night. You know, especially if it's someone who has to do traumatic things or they experience traumatic things within the role, that might just keep getting embedded in your psyche over time. And it's like when do you when do you turn it off when you have to repeat it over and over and over, you know? You work so hard to get into that role, to to get that role to begin with, and then to be told, well, basically, you've got to keep repeating this. Mm-hmm. At what point did? At what point does the 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 dissonance between the two? Where is the line between you and the character? Exactly. And where does that? And I think that you know Heath Ledger is probably the most 
well-known version of that, you know, where he got so into playing the Joker, you know, allegedly that he's, you know, he locked himself away. He had this whole diary thing, you know, he's really kind of living the part and not like Jared Leto did when he played the Joker. That was just an asshole being an asshole. Now Leto is a method actor, but that was a really fucked up version of the same situation. But also Ledger was known to have other addiction problems and things like that, that potentially led to his ultimate demise. Um, but it could have been, or is reported to have been the role as the Joker and getting so psychologically in tune with that character that it broke him finally, you know? Yeah. It triggered, it triggered what was there and yeah, it, took it to that next level. Yeah. For sure. If nothing else, it might've played into problems he already had and then elevated them to, the the ultimate status of that and and there are some that can break out of that like um i think anthony hopkins you know you Mm -hmm. look at somebody who's played so many so many characters um silence of the lambs i think of and certainly others where you know these are actors that have to play these intense roles you know what what about uh johnny depp he, Johnny he, Depp is another one, yeah, for and sure. And he, he, that accent he uses now is not his natural accent. It's almost yeah. like some of his roles have seeped into his personal being, and it's just how he is now. Uh, and it, it makes me think, and this is this will pull Ricky back to it the uh, the the Clayface um, mm-hmm. conundrum, you know, mm. where you have an actor who is um, has played all these parts, and it becomes part of their their DNA, their psyche. Um, they, they they can play it to a T so well that it's almost a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who no, you are. I, and, and and yeah, I, um, Moon Knight's a perfect example of of a type of you know where where Oscar Isaac played multiple characters in multiple different roles and played them to a point where it's like, okay, now you're playing completely different individuals. On the same show on the same run, you know, it, it's sort of like at what point does that do those characters become part of your own inflections, your own, you know, what your own verbiage, your own use of terms, etc. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was just I just was reading through here on this the same article is something I didn't even consider this emotional hangovers, because to be an actor, you do have to be able to ex- access emotions you know anger sadness all these different things to be able to emote in your thing at least if you're a good actor or if you're like brie larson where you know who knows um (laughs) which don't get me wrong i like i really do like brie larson but sometimes she has very wooden performances but then again that could be a directing choice not an acting choice either way uh where the idea is you may or may not have exhausted your actual ability to emote and you crash after the fact Especially, like I said, in the case of uh, stage performers who are doing it night after night after night, is like especially if you got to portray different things as you go on or extreme sadness, and you actually are kind of fucked up emotionally after the fact because you're you do have to probably access the proper brain chemistry to emote properly. So your brain is actually doing the thing, and therefore you come away from it with the same problems. And then I had it, an actor. I had an actor friend, not prof, not like you know massively 
known or whatever, but somebody who wasn't acting and they said like, it is to do anything is emotionally it's draining. Yeah. By the time you're done with the day it is draining because you're putting your all into it. Yeah. And not even the physical side, just the mental, the the mental and emotional side of it. So if you add that on top of, in some cases, you're worried about money, you're worried about, um, COVID, for instance, whether or not you're going to be able to get another job, whether or not you have a dick-ass director or something has come out in the news about you for some reason. So added stress on top of the abilities to basically fake emotions to the point that they're real and now your own mindset might be affected by that and then you have external pressures that you can't turn off or escape and then you end up cracking under that pressure you know so it makes sense that actors and artists because i could see a lot of this applying to musicians as well but i think they also musicians have a slightly different thing because they have a little bit of catharsis in performing but their emotional highs almost become like a drug so like the audience reaction will feed your emotions you know like and 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 to be honest, lead singers definitely have a certain level of ego behind it because you have of to have. You have to. You. It's just part of it. It's and it's not. That's not to disparage it. It's just that it's be up on stage to do that. To and again, this is where I I'm talking from experience for a, a very good friend of mine where he he. It's just partially ego. You get into that. You are. You know. You you have you you. You're personifying yourself to the audience. Yeah. You've, you, in, in some ways, uh, when it comes to that, not always in the literal sense, but in some art, in some uh, uh, musician's case, it is an act, say like Kiss or Rammstein or Guar or something like that, to where it's not just an ego thing, but you actually are playing a character or even, um, oh, uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, for Bowie instance. did it quite often. Bowie. Bowie was infamous for that i think bowie potentially had a slight form of either did or some type of uh some type of minor identity disorder probably not to his deficit but you know because he did play a lot of different versions of himself in a way you know which one of this is me you know i mean i'm sure freddie mercury uh hiding his his homosexuality and then everything like that you know, quote unquote hiding, um, uh, also yeah, affecting Prince, his mental Prince state. Would, Prince, Prince. Al- Prince, is, Prince also made several, several statements when he was yeah, talking about, about his, that. yeah, talk about yeah. growing up in his household with his parents. Exactly. And, stuff. and the yeah. fact he dealt that with a he, lot of shit. he did not want, he didn't, uh, he always felt like his own personal identity, identity was not what he wanted the world to see. Yeah. Because that was the ugliest part of him. And that's why he went with that sign thing after yeah. the whole, that was how he thought of himself was the sign. And then there was the whole who owned the rights to the name Prince and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there's, there can be whole episodes dedicated to, you know, Diddy or to, um, gay or to any artist that, especially in the music realm that falls into play. That has repeatedly altered their persona, mm-hmm. musical persona, Correct. I should say, uh, cause generally speaking, they're kind of the same person, but they're adapting to wherever they are in life. But I would also say, in this case, uh, look at somebody like uh, Aaron Lewis from Stained, 
Look mm-hmm. at the look at the earlier works where mm-hmm. he was going through so much shit and had so many issues, and it's all really raw and much heavier. Especially that first album was super heavy, and then and not exactly mainstream. Now he either. does country music, and now mm-hmm. because he's in a completely different place of life for the last like nine years, he's been doing country music, and he feels more him than he's ever felt, and he feels happier than he's ever felt, at least according to you know public statements. Comparatively, you know, same thing with. Um, Oh, what's his name from Blue October? The lead singer from Blue October. Very, very similar. Trent Reznor was the same way with Nine Inch Nails. Trent, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, Trent, um, Trent Reznor is a good example. Yeah. Kurt Cobain is the one. I was going to get to Kurt eventually. But yeah. Kurt, Kurt was a, a study in and of a different self of, and I know, I already know all the conspiracies. I know all the things. But if we go by just the, the things that were vocalized, never wanted to really be famous and mm-hmm. catapulted to the height of fame as mm-hmm. much as one can. And he and could, sh- not, he and could not handle the demons. No. Yeah. And that uh, that's actually a good segue into um, my next my next thing I wanted to bring up here with uh, a semi-famous, if you are at least been on YouTube long enough, uh, YouTube creator named Gabby Hanna. So I think she was on Vine at some point. Uh, probably before it died, obviously, <laughs> you know, and then became a fairly substantial YouTube creator. Like had been around for a long time, very big channel known for doing skits, music, all kinds of stuff. And very, in the last couple of years, jumped on TikTok, basically following the trends, following the fame. And I forget the, uh, this article's from the 25th. And is that the one where the cops came out and all that yes so so gabby had been diagnosed uh, with bipolar disorder at some point and if you watch any of her first run of music videos from a few years ago some of the songs are actually really good and a lot of them deal with a lot of dark introspective stuff and seeing her and a lot of things we talked about here you know talking about how she sees herself versus how other people see her and, you know, maybe trying to put on a face for the, the crowd. And very recently, she did a run of 100-plus TikTok videos in one weekend, which is insane on its face. But a lot of them were really disturbing to the point that her fans actually had to call in a mental health check or wellness check on her. Um, she does live in L.A., uh, let's see, some of them, let's see, where is it here? Uh, they were talking about the different things. Part of this article said what, what her videos were, but I can't see. Where is it? Uh, but there was a lot of ones where she was talking about religious she stuff. Making, she declared right, herself exactly. Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was suicide stuff in there, but oh, uh, one video where she just flat out let a stranger into her home. Uh, like a homeless stranger person, just let him in uh, to go to the bathroom or something, take a bath. I don't know. And like some of these things could be an act. Some of these things could absolutely be a mental breakdown because she stopped taking her meds. I think Ricky even mentioned this at some point. Um, When you are bipolar, you really got to kind of, you know, you have to regulate yourself or you have to follow your things or you will have an absolute snap. You know, that is a big problem. And so what happened was they did send the LAPD to her home 
Uh, there's some stuff in here about her being handcuffed. I don't see why they would handcuff her to check on her. That that seems extreme, even for the even for the LAPD. Um, but the idea that they sent in, she said, five officers busted into my house through the back door uh, because I exercised my free speech and religion. Um, I think that might be an exaggeration of what happened, but once again, we're having potentially having a major episode. And they sent two psyche valve people along with it. So, you know, this is, this goes into that category of, you know, something is actually wrong with you. So you might need external help recognizing when something is going wrong. You know, especially if you're going off the deep end publicly, kind of like we talked with Ezra, you know, and, and like I said, Gabby's been around for years. I think she's, I think she was on YouTube almost since the beginning, like 2006, 2007, and then somewhere, I believe she was on Vine at some point. And I, which think... again, you know, props to her followers. And this is where, you know, again, if mm-hmm. you're, even if you're not the one that's troubled, if you see somebody on, you know, if you see something, say something, even if you're not sure if it's you know, going to help or not. Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, like you said, you know, to have people say, hey, look, something seems off. So enough people recognize that there was a big enough change in such a short amount of time in her content, not to mention the alarming amount of videos, you know, you have to think about how long it would take to the amount of work to make a hundred TikTok videos in one weekend, you know, just getting after it. Right. Um, so clearly something was going on. I do hope that she truly got help. Now, once again, most people who have a problem, especially when it comes to like bipolar and stuff like that, when they're on a when they're on a break, they don't recognize they're going to have a problem. They'll even insist, "No, I'm perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with me." Like I said, uh, external sources to tell you something's not right. So in this case, people were sent there to make sure she wasn't going to hurt herself or anyone else. Unfortunately, you know, um, but to have people care that much, like you said is important because there's probably a lot of people who would have put up a video saying a lot of these things and then they might have delayed the video release and then they could have done some harm to themselves after the fact you know and there's there's some cases uh from a few years ago of like say there was one creator i forgot what her name was but they were worried that she was going anorexic or that like she was being abused by her boyfriend or her family or something like that. And she just kept putting out really strange videos where she was like acting like a little girl or just dancing weirdly to like no music and no commentary, no nothing. And they should just upload it. This was from a few years ago. I cannot remember her name, but it was a big deal. And she denied having any issues, you know? And I think upon investigation, I think part of it was like, she just was having some type of episode and not recognizing it. And it wasn't like anything ridiculous, but people got worried, you know, especially when you live on YouTube, essentially, you know, it, you're going to have millions of people like Gabby, for instance, has 7.5 million TikTok subscribers, which is insane in its own right. But, you know, if you live in front of the spotlight, even more than normal actors and actresses, and I think this is part of, what this new generation of creators, at least in the last 10 to 15 years, when it comes to the internet has really had a big effect on younger people. I should say like our age, because people who started creating on YouTube are roughly our age now, you know, late thirties, early forties. 
and have lived on the internet since at least their twenties. Right. And have in most cases from the earlier times catapulted so quickly to the forefront of modern fame as it is, especially to young people that culturally uh, it's culturally it's a huge jump and exactly yeah but it's 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 one of those things where these things it's not like these things didn't exist before it's just that they're the it's just that the the internet has made it so forefront yes so i mean these are people who their fame is entirely because of the internet they didn't do movies they didn't do tv they exist because at some point they were making three minute videos on youtube 19 times a week because that was a new thing or whatever, you know, GitHub or something like that that existed before. Societally popular is the term. There you go. Societally popular. And now that internet trends are a thing we now live in for older creators who had a set way and a set personality, as we kind of put into it, they're not necessarily actors. Some of them are, some of them had just played a part, right? You know, other ones have just put themselves out there and then they're trying their best to stay relevant. When you're an actor in Hollywood, you know, whether you're on TV or something like that, basically you're set by your TV schedule. You're set by whatever movies you book, but you're not worried about keeping yourself out there to stay relevant because that's not where your paycheck comes from. Yeah, acting is a job. Let's just yeah. define that too. It's a it's so when so it, you know as a whole, when we're discussing about these problems, it's because these this is a job for for these people. And yes. when you have a job, you might think it's great that they don't have to go to an office day in and day out. But these folks are also working out twenty four seven in between takes. They are doing you know they're doing the most basically because they are their product. Yeah, with internet popularity. That is a content-driven type of business. And I think we've had this conversation before where you have to keep the content fresh in order to basically continue to incentivize people to To, watch. To keep your job. To keep your job, right. So this, so, and and for a lot of people, because I've I've been watching YouTube for, I forget if I started sometime around like 2010 when it really became relevant. Because there was like a four-year gap where YouTube was not necessarily a thing from like 06 to 2010. You know, so the earliest creators were on there and say there was maybe a hundred creators and only a couple hundred thousand people watching, right? Now you have millions of creators and billions of people watching. And every single day, I forgot what the average is, something like like something well over a million, probably several hundred million videos get uploaded a day That's to like, YouTube. It's like McDonald's for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... And, and being a YouTuber who's been active for over six years now, that, and don't by no means do I say I'm famous or important on YouTube, but, you know, I have my followers. Oh, uh, don't minimize. Oh, I have to minimise because I'm nothing, realistically. So, like, you know, I've been at it for six years. I haven't even hit 10,000 subscribers, but it is what it is. I picked a very niche thing to do. So, um, but what I was getting at is, like, I've I've been there before, and I've seen other people deal with it especially in my same situation, my same content creator area in the modeling, specifically the Gumbla community. I see the people who are coming up with me in the same level, so to speak, 
but they stress and they focus on, okay, what do I got to do? Okay. This number was lower than it was, uh, two days ago. Okay. So now, uh, this person is doing so much better than me. How do I copy them without copying them so that I can get their numbers? Uh, so there was one guy I knew who declared another YouTuber, his rival, and it was his goal to be bigger than that guy, which by all means, there was no way to do because he was significantly bigger, but he basically is one of those situations of like, you're my biggest, like they do it in anime quite a lot. You're my biggest rival. And the guys are like, I don't even know who you are, you know, because they, they set themselves as a, as a target to beat, even though they have no clue that someone else is seeing them in a rival manner, you know? So I watched that particular person crumble a bit when his numbers didn't go right. And then I saw him like start to struggle in, uh, okay, I'm going to try this and see if it works, see where the numbers go. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. And literally almost like week to week, day to day, altering his content to figure out. And don't get me wrong. There's something in there to figure out the formula. But the problem is when you're doing that as a content creator and you have a set group of people who watch you, they start looking at it like, why are you changing your content constantly? You know, it's like, this is weird. It's like, just kind of do the thing we want you to do. You don't have to do this to get us to watch. But the problem is, is so many people are not looking for the people who've been here for years. They're looking for the next run of people. They're looking to get that number up because that, well, I know getting... that's go ahead. That's why like Bobby separates his stuff. Mm -hmm. He knows that most people are there for the transformers. So transformers goes on his main stuff. If you... yeah. he also does, most people don't know he does. Marvel Legends, he does SHF, he does, you know, Star Wars, Hot Toys, he does Star Wars, like he does a Statues. ton of stuff. He it's just he ten he times puts as that much on content a, on his Patreon. Dude, he put out he put out four four fucking videos today. Yesterday, or three videos today and yeah. three videos yesterday. I mean, yeah. so six videos, but nobody will ever see them if you're not on Patreon. Yeah, just these but, several hundred people he has on Patreon. We'll see that. Yeah, but he keeps them separated because he knows that the main drive, the main reason why people look up Bobby Skullface is because they heard about him from a Transformer group. Those are the ones exactly. that are going to sell. So instead of changing what he's doing, he just gives the people what they want and he offers everything else. And if you want it, you're going to come find it. Yeah. So that is the problem between Hollywood and the digital age because the digital age is algorithmically driven and it can be that you have done nothing different and that you've done nothing changed from what made you quote unquote famous. And you will suddenly be thrown out of the algorithm and you will no longer see the same growth that you did. And a lot of people, and I guarantee you, Gabby is on that level, cannot deal with that. And therefore struggle to stay relevant. One say there's a lot of YouTubers who switched to Twitch because Twitch started becoming a bigger deal. And mind you, with different rules and stuff like that, obviously allows them to create different content. A lot of people multi-stream, so they're sending it to multiple places. But I've seen a lot of people, including a person that we've talked about on this podcast before, who have left YouTube entirely to go over to TikTok because they that's where all of the kids are going, so to speak. Um, so they, they're finding a different relevance in TikTok, either because they're doing short-form content or because right. for whatever reason, that's where they know they'll get the views and then they keep and TikTok is obviously notorious for just constantly changing its algorithm for whatever is currently relevant up to the minute, which is fairly well insane. If I'm honest with you. 
But the sea is wide and the sea is deep for definitely for for what we consider content. Mm -hmm. And and you know, not to be soapbox about it, but quite frankly, the fifteen minutes of fame is fifteen minutes. Now don't you know it's not, it's you not go, even fifteen minutes anymore. It's, it's not even fifteen five. minutes anymore. It's five it, right, it's it's worth thirty seconds of TikTok. I mean, it's great and all to have that 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 notoriety to have that that platform. Yes. To show yourself. But have a backup plan, kids. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't, I want, don't uh, let be don't let that be what defines you because when it does go away, because it will go away. It always goes exactly. away. Exactly. It, it always goes, goes away. away. You will be left uh devastated by it. And like that's I'm gonna, that's exactly I'm gonna right. quote yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote one show that Dormammu put me on to. It's called Only Murders in the Building. And there's this elderly I lady. Still need to watch it. She's getting ready to retire from her job. And somebody asked her, like, you know, what's your nugget of wisdom type thing? And her her answer was, always love more than one thing. Because if yes. you only love one thing and it goes away, you have nothing. Yes, exactly. And that's 100%. the thing is you can't 100% lock yourself into one singular thing. Because when it goes away, because it will, yeah, it will go away, then you're left with nothing. This but this, the voices in your head telling you that you're a failure and you end up back in the situation that started this whole conversation. Yes. And I 100% have been through this, which is why my channel has changed over the years. And some people have complained recently about the lack of Gundam content is like, well, it's not, it's because I love so much more than that. That's also why I have four fucking different channels to separate out that content. So the reaction channel, the podcast channel, like right here, while there's a lot of relevance in what we do in here to nerd culture, obviously it doesn't fit into what people came to my channel for. So like the main Shoki reviews channel for the last couple of years has been very much circling around transforming robots, not necessarily around Gundam, but prior to that Gundam was the 90%. You know, that's the main draw. And pe some people have complained. And yes, I will be doing more Gundam related content coming up because one, I need to get through my backlog Two, it's more that in, in one more or one way or another is a thing that does help with mental health building stuff. And for a lot of people does help that being creative does help that Keeping your brain is, active that too. Um, but there's something I wanted to bring up here. Uh, it's something I, I, I typed to Bobby yesterday when we were, I was having this conversation with him. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, where do I start this st sentence? And I'm going to preface this with something okay. that a lot of people don't know is Bobby's actually a very deep thinker. Oh, very. And Bobby has very deep thoughts on stuff. And most people mix up his review personality with Bobby. Mm -hmm. And that is not the same thing. No. I have had some very deep conversations with Bobby. I'm sure you're about to touch on a very deep conversation with Bobby. Well, this, I'm when gonna, you listen I'm to quote. this, don't don't confuse the two. Well, this, know that we're this talking a about quote. a friend named Bobby. <laughs> it, you, you know what I mean? But it's a friend Bobby, not Bobby the reviewer that everybody's used to. Yeah. Well, this 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 isn't this is just a quote from me that it's something I said to him because I was talking about this conversation that we're having right now, mm -hmm. uh, because he was talking about. Um, uh, hold on, I got to scroll past the uh, funny ass meme I made yesterday. The uh, the uh, what the conversation they had about not feeling good enough. I, I texted him about that, and then I said that that plays into this conversation we're having right now about content creators where they don't 
you know, they might be riding high for a while. And then, like I said, to try to keep up because it gets built into that. I don't feel good enough. I have to, or about myself. So I have to do something to get that going and staying relevant to that. So here's what I actually said. I won't read the whole thing. Cause I just want to read the specific quote. Um, actually I will just go ahead and say, read the whole quote. Cause it makes sense con- contextually. So I said, we were already going to do a pod on the mental health and effects of fame and social media on celebrities, but with an addendum of content creators cracking under the pressure of needing to, or of needing to keep up, stay relevant and feed your soul to the algorithm to feel validation from the empty crowd. So that's the biggest part of it. You know, we, we spend a lot of time and I'm saying content creators in general. Mm-hmm. throwing stuff out there to anyone who will watch or listen, whether that's because it's actually reaching them on a deep level, whether they bond with the thing, whether it's relevant to them at all, or it's just to the like 80% of people who are just consuming it on an empty level. Like it's just there. It doesn't mean anything. They're just endlessly just being consumers. So when I say the empty crowd, it's like we see the millions of available people out there that will potentially listen to it. But most of it means nothing versus like what, like Bobby, for instance, putting out the Transformers content to the very specific crowd. Everything else that he loves, he stopped putting out there because it's basically here's the, I don't know, 30 some odd thousand people he has subscribed and then the God knows how many hundreds of thousands that could subscribe that don't give a shit about that other comment or those, that other content, you know? So that's an empty crowd to him. So he fo- pulled that back and then focused it on people who would definitely care and then mm-hmm. puts out the other stuff to a very specific crowd. But so many people are just shouting into the darkness and hoping for the best, you know? And they make, well, I mean, that's, that's again, social media as a whole. Though, exactly. That's my point is like, because YouTube is social media. It's like, don't, don't ever break that down. While it might be an entertainment platform, it is 100% social media because we have the direct feedback. We have the likes, we have the dislikes. Well, we used to have dislikes. We have the content, the, the, the content algorithm based service. We get fed things based on the things we looked at or the things that certain people deem us worthy to be seen, which is the other part of it. So the relevance thing, the, okay, how do I put the exact right hashtag? So this will be seen by the right amount of people. How do I manipulate the thumbnail or the title to catch everyone's eye, which I guess is how the Anne Hayes video got so many views, you know, that feeds into it. And so many people spend thousands of hours studying this to figure out the math of how to stay relevant in this digital age. Whether well, I think I also said this was on a chat between where we were discussing something. And I said, this is, this is a couple days ago where I was like, people are trying to force an emotion. Yes. But it's just to distract them from how their lives are, mm-hmm. you know, and you were like, well, you just spell out social media as a whole, which is the truth. It's, you are attempting to throw things out into space and hoping that you land a comet. It's fishing. It's fishing. It's fishing yeah. for it's fishing for the the purposes of to, of... to quote to quote the Bible. We're fishers of men, but yes. not in a religious context. In this case, it's a 
um, validation complex. Like, it's like, I need to be validated. I need as many people as possible to validate my feelings. And if I can instill that feeling in you by what I'm doing, then that's the thing, you know? Kind of like you said, mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, that's your connection. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, I make you, I, I make you feel that a, to pull it in. Content as a whole, especially any type, anybody, and I'm sure you would agree, is that when you start when you start creating content, you're doing it for the fun because you enjoy mm-hmm. doing it. Yes. Um, it's when it becomes something more, something where you're you're looking upon it, and not to say you, but just individuals. Oh, you, you can like we were giving. Well, no, where, where, you know, it becomes something more where you are seeking that validation mm-hmm. because you're seeing your numbers go down and you're wondering, well, am I doing something wrong? Something what what wrong do I me? do to fix this? And am I do the I problem? Do I fix this? Yes, right. exactly. Yes. yes. And I think, and I'll tell you right now. So on the reaction side, there are, and I, I follow a, a handful of reactors because I really like what they do, but I stopped following. And you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> the uh, reacting to other reactors. And this is kind of how this came up. Cause I've had this conversation with Christine the other day and I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw the people under the bus. She mentioned, but she said there are reactors that she uh, somewhat follows or at least checks out their stuff that clearly are only doing it to feed the algorithm. They're only looking at specific things because it's the hot thing. It's what's going mm-hmm. to drive views to their channel, but it makes their reactions empty because all they're doing is just trying to feed into it. Mm-hmm. And people feel that the, the lack of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, not genuine. Uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh, genuine, real. Why is the word escaping me? Authentic. Authentic. There you go. Authenticity. And I think, and that's something not to toot my own horn, but that's something a lot of people have said, especially when it comes to my reviews, because I've seen reviewers do it too, where they just buy the thing that's hot and they try to put it out there. So they'll give views, you know, they're like, yep. okay, this toy line is getting all the views right now. Cause it's brand new. And because, uh, re, uh, people on this end of it behind the camera, as it is, uh, also have FOMO in the same way that people just buying the product also have like, Ooh, I, I need to get that. But on our end, it's like, Ooh, I need to get that. So that people will watch my channel. And I'm guilty of that too. There was a time where I was doing the same thing. And then I realized, why am I doing this? It's like, I might actually like these things, but I'm only reviewing them because I know they'll get me views. Well, I know I had a friend who was a reviewer, um, local to me and he was big in the have to get it first, have yes. to get it out there yes. to get those numbers and those views. And so when all the the COVID stuff happened and it was messing up shipments and people weren't finding stuff and it was all going to one area and not another, yep. he wasn't able to get his hands on stuff. A couple of times he paid the high price to get it sent from somewhere else to get it faster. 100%. And in between, he was doing regular just I found this at Walmart today. I found this at Target today. I found this at Walgreens today. He was doing regular videos too. And he was literally comparing the numbers. Yes. Like, you know, I got this. Uh, I'm, I checked, I typed on, I looked in YouTube and I'm the third video up with it. And I have X hundred thousand views. 
And but then I got this yesterday and I have 30 views. Yep. And it started beating him up. Like he's like, I, so they don't like my reviews. They only like what I'm showing. So therefore they don't like me. I, and I had this and then, conversation repeatedly with a reviewing mm-hmm. friend of mine who actually mm-hmm. lives up there and yeah. Maryland. And he, he, he ended up uh, every other week. My friend ended up giving up. Yeah. He, he quit. Like his, his, his channel's still live. And I think once every few months, he just throws some random shit in there, but he just kind of gave up on it all. It beat him yeah. down. Yep. And, and I guess there's a, you're it. a creator. See, I don't, I don't have the behind the scenes stuff, but he's shown me stuff and talked to me about stuff. And one of the things that the people can do on there is they can not only see how many views yep. they can see how far into the video, the views are going. Yep. They can see whether they watched the whole thing. They can see whether they're skipping ads. They can see all the, which part has been watched over and over. Yep. Like, well, actually, YouTube YouTube shows you that now. Crazy. Like, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. On, no, no, on, on your end. No, if you pay attention. So, uh, go pick any video you would normally watch uh-huh. on YouTube, and pause uh-huh. it. You will see uh-huh. the gray area that now comes up on the timeline, and it shows you where people are watching it. And there's a particular hub that also does this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think YouTube borrowed it from them because YouTube used to not have this the high traffic area. So YouTube gotcha. not only shows it mm-hmm. to the creator, right. yeah. they it shows show a heat it map. Yes, exactly. It shows the heat map, but now, oh, the other fun, the fun part about YouTube analytics that doesn't necessarily beat you down is it will show you when people are watching your content the most so that you can actually uh, change your release schedule release to when people are actually watching it. That's why a lot of my uh, Shoki review stuff gets released at either 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. because it seems to be when most people are watching. Now, you yeah. can tailor your thing like this is a brand new channel here so that's why the release time is generally 6 a.m but if i go into the analytics and it says that most people are watching it around noon maybe i'll change the release to around noon you know something like that so i probably do need to do that to maximize our views the heat map was actually always there it just got it's just become more prevalent because people because creators were asking for it well i'm saying like you're you're right on that but i'm saying like for on the consumer side it's there right it wasn't always there it was always there yeah it wasn't always visible yeah now it is the curtain the curtain was there i think i noticed it uh i think i noticed it like two weeks ago i was going through a video i was like wait a minute because i saw the hump i was like huh Okay. And that's one reason why people do a lot of timestamps now or chapters as they call it. They renamed it to chapters, uh, which would be a good thing to do on these videos actually to have fucking uh, chapters so people can skip around the podcast, even though I'd prefer them to listen to the whole thing. But no, you're right, Ricky. And I've seen so many quote unquote young creators fall into that. People I've, that have come up after me that I've befriended. And mind you, once again, I'm not big, but I've got some numbers and I've been doing this a while. I just don't play the algorithm game anymore. I don't play the keep keeping up with the Joneses game anymore. I also don't do the keeping up appearances game. So it's like, I tried to do that with Gundam stuff, but being here in the U S there was no way to get things in a relevant time, unless you're paying overnight prices from Japan or Korea to get Mm -hmm. releases the second they dropped. So I realized, I don't know, four years ago, maybe even longer than that. When, I could put up a video, say, just for instance, a brand new IBO release, right? You know, call it the mm-hmm. new Barbatos kit, something. Mm-hmm. I could put that up and it would get a decent amount of views in the first few days or at least the first week, but it would be thousands of less views than the previous people who got it day one in Japan mm-hmm. or Korea, for instance. Well, so, I have heard, I don't know exact names. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell anybody because it's not anybody's business. Yeah. 
but there are certain reviewers that will have, uh, for lack of a better term, like a hand model. Mm-hmm. They'll pick the figure up right then and there, day one when it releases, record themselves going through everything, and digitally send it to the reviewer, and the reviewer would just voice over it. Mm, I could see that. And they'll have like a generic wow. background so that see, they can both have it. This like, is this like, is and that's pretty fucked up. I mm. never considered that to be a thing, but that totally makes sense. But that's also and this this is why it's so funny because I had people criticize me, even other other creators in the same environment said why don't you do voiceovers for your reviews instead of doing them live and i said mm-hmm. for the same reason it doesn't feel authentic mm-hmm. it's like i may have reviewed the thing but i'm only showing you the particular footage and then telling you about it later it's like mm-hmm. if i'm already there doing the footage why wouldn't i just be recording what i'm going through so i've had so a lot why of- would you comment like that in order because you're not the one that they're not the ones creating the content yeah. either like you're if the, the, the there's again this is where the authenticity comes into play do you want something that's going to feel more like a uh you know a, a merchandise catalog or do you want yes. something that's going to actually feel more and- like a down-to-earth review or a down-to-earth looking at it where you yeah. can actually make a judgment so that's one thing that I always try to differentiate with my channel is I feel like some people are trying to sell you the thing, um, whether or not they have a sponsor, you know, because a lot of these, mm-hmm. a lot of these people have sponsors. There's one that we, uh, I won't mention their names, but uh, second verse, the same as the first, will <laughs> literally, literally have a figure fall apart in their hand and mm-hmm. still tell you that it's a good figure. Well, I know that some people will tell you, well, they'll say good things about it. And then when bad things happen, they'll at least talk about that particular just thing. Like, oh, his arm just fell off. But here on the positive side, yeah. th- this, this so paint me, app is really cool. <laughs> so for me in particular, just talking about a couple particular instances. So the, the Gundam MG F91 or F91 Gundam, I should say. The original, uh, I'm sorry, no, the 2.0. So the, when the 2.0 model came out, I reviewed my friends because I had no interest in buying it. Um, or he got it first and I would have bought it later. So he built it. I reviewed it, right? First of all, people bitch that I didn't build it. Therefore, I couldn't review it. And I told them all to fuck off because that's not how this works. Because I can mm-hmm. still review the thing as it is, but not include thoughts on how the build process goes. Mm-hmm. duh it's a and it in particular had a lot of fucking issues i mean it was falling apart on me in the review like mm-hmm. and i said that it's like i don't know if this is a problem because of the way he built it or it's an inherent problem turns out it was an inherent problem like the stuff falling off is because it was poor planning on their on their part and i ended up having to turn comments off on that video because people were going nuts in the fucking comments to the point that it's one of the only times I've made a rebuttal video, at least on that channel. Um, and I actually went through and I videoed myself fixing the issues. I'm like, here's the problem I had. This is how I'm dealing with it. And, and mind you, it's not even mine. It's my friends, but I actively showed this is the problem. This is what happens with it. And now at this point, other people have told me this is a problem, not just me. So here's how you can fix it. And then I address it. Okay, I screwed this part up because I went through the comments and said, hey, look, you did this wrong. So it's basically like Bobby does his housekeeping, you know, whenever he gets something wrong. But I sat there and I showed the whole thing in the video and I addressed the idea of, look, one, don't tell me how to do my content. Two, Mm -hmm. this is how this game works from this side of the camera. And there was other times 
Um, oh, I lost my train of thought for that, but there, there was another reference I was going to make. That wasn't that one in particular was really bad. Um, because P, the backlash of the concept of it, um, there was another thought I had, I forgot what it was, but going back to the whole needing to keep up with stuff. Um, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the thought I was going to have you talked about that particular guy who can't say anything negative. So some people have bitched at me because I say so much negative things. I was like, um, I'm telling you my negative experience with the thing. <laughs> it's like, how are you mad about me showing you what went wrong, especially if it falls apart on camera? I've had, I've had figures break on me on camera while doing the review. I've had Gundam kits that I built that fell apart during the review. It's like, and then when I say something about it, they're like, well, that's not, that's not an obvious problem. You just did it wrong. I was like, but why wouldn't I tell you what happened? Why wouldn't I share that experience with you? You know, and this is where it comes down to the people in the comments being shitheads. And I experience this a lot on my reaction channel, especially when it comes to any of my voice play reactions as, uh, Christine will. And, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Jay? No, not, well, yes, Jay, but no, the other, the other person, uh, for some reason, I'm forgetting her name who also watches the, uh, podcast, the, uh, the tank top, Laura was it? Oh, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically anybody who watches that channel, any of my regulars know that the voice play fans rip me apart in the reactions because I point out the stuff I don't like about it. And then I talk about why I don't like it. But the thing is that shit still gets to me. Bobby's talked about negative comments too. Like sometimes he can ignore it and blow it off. And other times it like drills into your brain and you can't let it go. And when it comes to that negativity, it can eat at you to the point that some creators and quote unquote famous people can't handle it. And, and it's an issue across social media, whether that's Instagram or Facebook or anything else like that, where constant negativity from the fans, whether that's how you look, the way you talk, you did this, this stupid thing, like people hating on particular actors because they don't like a movie, things like that. Uh, what happened to, uh, what's her face, uh, from star Wars, Ro the actress in Rose Tico, people hated her or with Kellyanne Tran people hated. Tran. Yeah. So people hated Rose so much. Kellyanne that they, Tran, Moises Ingram. Yeah. Moises yes. Ingram. This, uh, they got bullied off of social media because people hated their characters in a fucking movie. So, well, that's, uh, what's this Joffrey too. Yes, yes. Uh, from Game of Thrones. Jack. People, uh, people were like spitting on him in public because of his character to the yeah, point where he doesn't want is, to act anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I also probably would want to take a good uh, break from acting as that character. Um, but that and, then, uh, and then Anakin. Yes. The, the Jack, Jake Lloyd. Dude, Jake like, Lloyd. He completely quit everything. And then we're talking about mental health issues and how it leads people. Oof. The actor who did Jar Jar Binks. And yes. I am not a fan of Jar Jar Binks in star Wars, but that's not the actor. And, that's the character. And he wasn't this even on screen. Literally tried to kill himself because of how he was treated because of his character that he played as Jar Jar Binks. Exactly. He has a super sad story. Like I, I watched a video on him talking about it and it's, it's heartbreaking to think that, People can walk up to a total stranger that they think they understand because of a CGI character that they played in a movie, which was just a job that they, they did not write their parts. They did not write how they were supposed to act it. No, they showed up. They did what they were told to. They went home and they talked to him and treated him so badly. He almost killed himself. Like he tried multiple times. Yeah. Now, well, I will horrible. say 
and I will say this, and this is one of the few times I will actually curse because it is an actual real thing. Um, some 20 plus years ago, um, Penny Arcade, which is an online strip, mm -hmm. had uh, developed something called the Greater Internet Fuckwad Theory. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that theory is that the internet plus anonymity equals asshole. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Uh -huh. warriors. Mm -hmm. It is. It is a concept that is tried and true still to this day. Where you, if and and again, this is where I kind of soapbox a little bit. Where your anonymity should never equate to your personality. So mm -hmm. if you, I, if you're folks, if you're listening out there, we love you. But please treat your persona as you would in real life, because will catch up to you. I have known too many people that have two different personas between online and in reality. If you're not kind to others in a virtual space, imagine how you are in reality. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe rethink where your priorities should be about that because treating others and it doesn't matter if they're popular, it doesn't matter if you think they have a thick skin. Just treat people nicely. Don't be an There's asshole. No, should, don't be an That's asshole. That's it. You refer to no, previous re conversations. Refer to previous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. So this one thing I want to bring up because it, you know, even though we didn't talk about it in this episode with She-Hulk and the uh, Lord of the Rings that have now dropped. And I believe, uh, well, maybe not so much uh, House of the Dragon. There is so much backlash on these internet anonymous assholes that actors, directors, and everything else like that involved in the movie are now turning into assholes themselves online in retaliation to I'll say, okay, you don't like a TV show, so you get to go be a dickhead on the internet to the point that you think you're going to um, have some greater effect. Like, if I'm an asshole big enough about this, they're going to take it down. And actually, some people have fallen into that realistically. Or technically there's the positive side of that. And that's how we get the Snyder cut, but that wasn't assholes. That was different, but the, the outrage towards actors, directors, or even studios, because a thing was made that you don't like, or you don't like how this particular character was played, or you think that whatever, who cares? This is what I said last week on our, on our episode. I am fucking done with these dumbass internet arguments about, good or bad it's like it goes back to the if you like it you win but the problem is is that if you we're now changing to if you hate it you win and that's where so many people actors actresses whatever are probably breaking down because of this now it's cool to hate things mentality right. And, and, it's, why, it, and this was an article that we also read in regards to tom holland giving yes. up social media Segway. He's he's basically it, it's hard for anybody, it regardless of where whether or not they're popular or not, to not go online and want to see what other people think at times. You remember there back in the day, some, people that there was that game where you Googled yourself to see what would pop up. Yeah, right. Like, that was yeah. pre all the social media stuff. I mm -hmm. remember people used right. to do that shit. People are people. In and anonymous people can be vicious, and you know, again, if you're not treating somebody like somebody, even if they're famous or not, like they're not human, it's not fair to them. And so, Tom Holland he basically said, Nope, and he, um, 
it was he basically cut off his you know he he stepped away he's saying i'm stepping away from instagram i'm and stepping twitter. away from twitter twitter is the worst thing we've ever Twitter's created a garbage can no twitter, offense to twitter, anybody that loves twitter but no, it's no, a no. garbage can. Offend, offend them i don't care twitter mm-hmm. i like so i technically quit twitter because i don't use my account i signed out of my never account. had a twitter thank you very much but i've i've one reason i left twitter was when they started canceling people like when when cancel culture really ramped up so that even if you just threw out a differing opinion such as one that potentially cost me a lot of friends in the last couple of years. Mind you, not being evil about anything, not being an asshole about anything, just having a difference of opinion. And I recognized very quickly that if I were to express this opinion on Twitter, or technically a lack of opinion, because I didn't actually express my opinion, I just expressed there could be a difference of opinion, that alone could have the Twitter mob coming after me for something I actually technically didn't say. And with current culture being what it is, where not only do Twitter mobs exist, but now Twitter itself taking an active role in removing people and doing all these other crazy things to people, I could easily see, like, like that's just how it affected me. I wanted to avoid public scrutiny from God knows how many strangers, so I just flat out didn't do a thing that could have helped my online career. You know? So like, I, I, I tried Twitter, but then I realized what's the point if one of X million number of people where, again, you're just screaming into ether. It's yeah. photons, people. There's nothing, there's no substance behind it. And to be honest, granted, there is history, and that's pretty obvious. But there's no, the, the substance behind it is literally of people screaming into a vacuum and sometimes not screaming the best things either because look at how many people uh, wind up saying things and then it comes back to haunt them years later. I mean, we've seen this enough with a lot of directors and we've seen this enough with, 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 with um, you know, people of fame or anybody that has any type of, um, any type of legitimate public appearance. These things come back to bite you. Never forget that the internet, in this day and age, the internet does not forget. It may have in the past. It may have yeah. 20 years ago. The internet is forever. The internet is forever now. You say things. This is something that you can is say permanent. something. You can say something terrible. Say Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Someone will screen cap it, even though you realize what you did in less than two minutes and delete it. It's out there forever now for public right. scrutiny. And um, I wanted to, I wanted to add in something there. I think I think Twitter is like anal, because most people are intrigued by it, because it sounds like a good, it sounds like a good idea. But very few people can handle it. Very few people can actually handle it. Usually, it involves, you know, someone fucking someone else over. But in the end, you just end up with a whole lot of shit. So, butt hurt. And you end up butt hurt. Thank you for completing the thought. Thank you. Um, so it's a terrible, but hilarious analogy, but it is a thing. A lot of people get broken because of Twitter, because of the mobs, because of criticism, like, and one thing we didn't really get into with the young females, for instance, a lot of the criticism they're facing isn't about their acting choices. It isn't, it's about their looks. It's like, oh, well, I don't like your haircut in this. Oh, that dress is fucking stupid. Oh, you're a little too heavy. I forget which person. Let me, let me double check. I think I left it up here. Uh, who is it? Oh, Holly Madison, which I guess is a, a Playboy a person. Um, 
basically she got in, she suffered from body dysmorphia because of criticism online and she couldn't see herself. Like she said, okay, maybe my thighs are too big or whatever. And I need to lose five pounds, even though she's insanely hot because of this concept of, I need to look beautiful for these posts, or I have to look a certain way. I'm now going to purposely affect my own health and my own body to do that. And this is a huge thing that Instagram actually did like, and, and Facebook also it plays a part of this. And this is some of the sickness that comes from social media. Facebook actually conducted psychological trials on people technically against the law because it goes against the Nuremberg code in a lot of ways, not to get on a soapbox, but Facebook actually conducted psychological tests on people. They purposely chose however many people and force fed them negative posts to see their reaction. That's fucked up. And they didn't tell you they were doing this. It only came out afterwards due to whistleblowers. Actually, quick dad moment on that. Dad um, moment. Go, if you, it, it, regardless of whether or not you have kids or not, go watch Brainchild. Yes. There's a specific episode on on social media that if you, you should have your kids, if you have kids, have them watch it. It is very, very good and very well done. What is that? Um, what is that you, documentary about Facebook? The social social network not yeah. that one not the movie no, the not, the, not the movie the other one um, that's on netflix not distortion social... there's, there's social distortions that banned uh yeah. but it's something like that and about. they talk yeah. they talk about the manipulation they talk about you know force feeding like that where like i said the force feeding of negative posts to see what will break people and instagram does the same thing where they only will show they'll show the like counts of really, really, really beautiful women, so to speak. And then you get forced into thinking you have to look this way. You have to follow this particular trend and actors and actresses are definitely not going to avoid that because they live publicly. So you'll see a lot of that. Forget the effect of normal people. Expand that out to normal people who've now been elevated to famous status. You know, and that all of that feeds this horrible cycle of depression, anxiety, especially when it comes to wanting to live up to not only a visual standard, but a social interaction standard online. I need more likes. I need more shares. I need all these other things. What do I got to do to build that up? Oh, no, this negative story came out about me. How do I fight that when it could be complete horseshit that someone made up, not an actual story? And then now you've got this barrel of anxiety that someone dunked you into and like what do you what do you do especially as a young actor actress some of these things just lead into mental actual mental problems they didn't have in the first place you know so basically social media sucks and uh, hollywood is evil (laughs) let's excluding the predatory behavior of specific directors and studio heads it's harder to be kind than it is to hurt folks we know this be kind. That's why, that's why Ricky's such an asshole. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> but, we, but we like Ricky. Ricky's not. Ricky's curmudgeonly. Sometimes. No, I'm reactionary. Yeah, I'm an R- asshole towards you. You probably earned it. Yeah, Ricky's reactionary. R- Ricky's not a curmudgeon. Sure. I'm more of a curmudgeon. It just doesn't come yes. out here. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely the get off my lawn type. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm like the one who waits till you get on your lawn and then throws shit at you. So I'm reactionary. Ricky, you're the kind to grow pot in your neighbor's yard so they get arrested. 
I'm the kind to grow pot in my neighbor's yard to try to get the hippies to come over there and fucking take pot shots at them with my fucking BB rifle. Actual pot <laughs> shots. Yep. There you go. I'm glad you picked up what I was throwing down there. Yep, yep, yep. So either way, guys, um, I think that's a good place to uh, leave off. Um, do you have that, that hotline number and stuff again, Rob, for people? Yeah, so again, if you or somebody that you know, or whether it's a friend or just anybody um, having trouble um, and they just need somebody to talk to, um, the two numbers, the first is for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. That is 1-800-950-6264. Um, it's a um, Monday through Friday hotline, but if you um, or anybody that you know is having a problem or is in crisis, needs help, needs um, support 24-7, 365 in the United States, that is 988. Um, so... It, there are people to talk to. Remember that there is help. There is that, that it is possible to ensure that you, that somebody you love can get the help that they need. And um, of course, you know, it, it's all about understanding and about understanding yourself and about understanding others. And that not everybody on the surface is going to show those things talk talk is the best thing you can do so um 988 is the number to contact it's the suicide and crisis lifeline but you know really if you if you need points of contact if you need to um, there's plenty of resources all out there shoki has mentioned them whether it's um talk space or um there oh. are several out there where you can find a, a therapist and and most of the time a lot of the time they there are resources that you can find that are free yes uh, uh one thing i wanted to shout out i missed uh with the tom holland story he does help uh sponsor a um an organization or charity that helps teenagers with mental health issues it's called stem four so you know <clears throat> for younger people who may have because young people and old people while we may have similar problems we don't suffer the same things realistically you know that is an international that's actually an international group too so oh good good they have resources on their site um that help for those that are overseas also i hope that last little thing we just said went through because there was a weird hiccup it looked like the audio was still coming through but everything froze for a second so usually when that happens it is fine but just it looked bad on my part so um and of course, uh, we'll do the shout outs before we go here. I am Shoki. You can follow me on all the Shoki related things. Please help feed my ego so that I can keep the algorithm going. Um, and then do the same thing for Ricky and nerd rage. <laughs> just fucking around. Not my so, ego. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can follow, you can follow Ricky at all the things from nerd rage. He does on Facebook and of course on the realm Hatton project on Friday nights on the realm of collectors channel. And we need to shout out Mike. Uh, hopefully he'll be coming back on sometime soon. We haven't technically heard much from him. He's thrown a comment or two out there. He has been putting out content on the comic relief crusader channel. So I'm not sure what's going on with him. So we need to figure that out. Uh, so we need to figure out when Mike's going to come back out. So <laughs> you can check that out on the comic relief crusader channel. And of course, if you want to help him out, you can buy stuff from his, um, <clears throat> Sorry, throat's giving out on me. You can buy stuff from his store on uh, Freelance Graphics with a K. And uh, there's there's Rob. 
Rob's just here. Uh, so yeah, you can usually find me. Uh, if, yeah, I'm sometimes talking here, sometimes making funny puns uh, on um, some of the um, Realm of Collectors shows, but also uh, I've been kind of, um, kind of a, a getting onto the uh, right out of the box, which sometimes happens now and then on the Realm of Collectors show uh, channel on YouTube. Um, definitely, you know. My name is Dormammu, um, out there in the ethersphere in most places, um, other Rob G on the Facebooks. And uh, again, thank you to everybody for listening. We appreciate y'all. No, we don't. Mm. Okay. I couldn't care less. I'm just okay. here to talk to you guys. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Ricky doesn't care. That's that's why that's why Jay quit. I appreciate quit. these two guys. That's why Jay, Jay quit guys. us because of, because of Ricky's opinions on Meh. his thoughts. Yeah, my opinions about back, his Jay. opinions hurt his opinions. I don't know. Come back, Jay. Care. It's okay if you write to us. We're not going to be mad if you do. Just, just understand. Just, just know that if you make an opinion, I'll have a, an opinion too. Yes. And we'll both just have to be adults about it. And if you guys want to actually voice your opinions to us or thoughts or give us ideas for things, you can do so at now you made it awkward mail at gmail.com. Actually, I had an idea for a top five list we should do sometime soon. Also, another past, present, future idea that we had not long ago. We should probably also do because it would be fun i want miss um, christine to write us in again i liked her email it was very concise it was broken down properly it was easy to get through like she, she i like might. her writing i don't know christine christine really focuses on food so if we do another food episode she'll probably be on board and uh there was one other thing i wanted to say and i forgot what it was oh uh comments I mean, I, comments please oh, uh comment down below if you have thoughts and stuff like that emails are great but unfortunately they don't feed the algorithm so actually having interactions with you guys in the comments whether you're will or jay or christine by all means you can do that will needs to write back too i haven't heard from will in forever man i've been, been told busy. i was writing a long time will's been busy he's in he's in a live stream but he's been busy actually uh, uh happy belated birthday to will it was his birthday uh not yesterday or no, i'm sorry not this past friday but the one before we kind of missed it, but it was his birthday. Happy birthday, dude. I miss you, man. Come back and tell me I'm right, because Dormammu says it every once in a while, but he like whispers it, so very, very gets picked up on these things. So yes, but I need somebody right, to come on here and tell me I'm right. But, yeah, but, but, we, but we, do have, we do have a whole Shoki was right section now. Yeah, I'm gonna it has have... two comments, and they're both from Dormammu. So. <laughs> exactly. So actually, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a whole voiceover thing just for the uh, Shoki is right segment. Boop. Like, what is Shoki about? <laughs> he's going he's gonna to read all both of them. Exactly. All two of them over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so with that guys bye 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 that's actually rob's act only second proper bye i was gonna say he actually got to say it at the end of the show made it folks do i get my nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah we better get it we better get 9.5 for this one Rolling up over black Cadillac High heel boots and a sexy body full of tack